Hey, hey, yep, hope everyone had a great Halloween weekend. Kaplan, three different parties? Are you serious? Okay, maybe not. Um, Linz? Laura? I'm here. What did you guys do for Halloween? Lindsay, let's start with you. Um, I didn't do anything yesterday for Halloween except for watch what they do in the shadows. I watched like a whole season of that. But I went to Disneyland on Saturday. Ooh, jealous. Yeah, Laura's a big Disneyland person. I know. Now they have a Halloween theme at Disneyland? Oh, yeah, the whole place is like decked out for... Halloween, and they they redo the Haunted Mansion in so um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, so I like, like the Nightmare totally Before different. Christmas. It, it was yeah. awesome. I love yeah. it. I'm a big fan of that. Um, so, anywho, uh, I had to uh, spend it with a uh, sick three-year-old. So, how's that? I mean, that's definitely not... You guys, whatever you did was definitely better than me, Laura and Aww. Lindsay. Why, why? Who was sick? My Aww, three-year-old son was sick. And uh, so my wife took my daughter out, and I got to stay here. Although I did get to watch a lot of football, so that helped. Yeah. Ease the pain. So she, bit. your daughter went trick-or-treating. What did she dress as? She dressed as a penguin. She went, Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> she, she wanted to dress in like a onesie, basically. I loved how you were like, she is my daughter. Comfort over everything. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I Anytime I have to do a Halloween thing, it's always about comfort. I am not dressing up in – I don't like putting makeup on my face. I ain't doing anything that, uh, like, the costume is itchy or anything like that. No, hell no. It's going to be absolutely comfortable each and every day. I will say this, and I'd love to hear from the parents out there. I'm new to this trunk or treat thing that's happening because here's the deal. I stayed here and thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, he's sick, but I'll stick around. And, um, you know, whenever somebody comes by, and I live in a normal neighborhood, you know what I mean? There's, there's you know, all young people, old people, whatever, you know, like it's pretty mixed. Um and I see kids all the time, like, you know, around the neighborhood, riding their bike or whatever. Two sets of kids came by my house yesterday. I bought all this candy and uh, only two sets of kids. Do kids not trick or treat anymore? Well, wait, what's what's trunk or treat? So trunk or treat is basically they go to like an open space, a park, a school. Like the school had a thing on Friday. My kids, uh, school, my daughter's school, where the parents all come, you decorate your trunk, you have the candy, you hand it out there, and the kids go trunk to trunk in like a parking lot, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they do it at parks and at schools or whatever. Um, so they do that because it's safer, right? Everybody, you know, the people that are there are generally people that know each other. Um, so, it, it, you know, and everyone's there, right? Like you're in a small radius. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like my understanding of what trunk or treat is. But I didn't realize that would also replace trick or treating, like the traditional bouncing around the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. It actually I... sounds smart. It, it is smart. I'm not disputing that. But it, it also felt weird because, uh, much like Chris, I did have both the full size and the regular size candy. And smart. what I ended up, after the first kid came by, I gave them like a handful of each. And then the second, because I didn't expect a lot of kids to come anyway. But then the second. It took like almost an hour before the next group, next wow. set of kids came. So I literally gave them like two handfuls of each because I'm like, I got to get rid of this stuff. I ain't eating this stuff. It goes straight to my hips. So we got to get rid of it. Pretty much. <laughs> I didn't have no kids, man. Literally like my neighborhood, it was all lit up, which never happens. I have like a weird neighborhood. But everybody had lights on, so it's like, hey, we got candy, right? Right. And yeah, because that's the tr- right. If the lights on the outside right. the house are on, on the door, and, come on, and in. the lights mm-hmm. are inside the house are on, right? You knock on the door, exactly. Right. We didn't have. I think I literally had two families, and a set of teenagers came, and I'm like, the teenagers came, and I was like, I think you guys are the last ones because it was pretty late. I just gave them all the candy. They're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, just everything. <laughs> 
Take Wait, but what is the time. draw? What is the draw, the line of demarcation of when you should be trick or treating? Mm, I mean, I'm 33 and I did it like two years ago. So. No, 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 it's high school. <laughs> I was drunk, girl. It was good. You mean when you're done with high school, no more trick or treating? No, no, no. I think once once you're in high school, I think you should stop trick or treating. Mm, I don't know. There's a lot of mm. eggs to be thrown and toilet paper to be wrapped on people's front yards. Believe me. I don't oh. do it, but I've been on the receiving end. It's not cool. But, oh, um, yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. That's never happened in my neighborhood, and I've never done it. So yeah. I don't know who's wilding. But the kids around my neighborhood, they got Latin parents, and they don't play with that. So, yeah. no, Right, because you'll happen. get your ass whooped. Yeah, exactly. It's not they happening. They find out it was you, you done. Oh, yep, yeah, exactly. See, I'm a little different. I'm in a, more of my, my neighborhood, Jewish people neighborhood here. And uh, when they wrap my trees in all the toilet paper, I was like, dude, toilet paper's at a premium. I'm collecting that, and I'm using it. You know, so I kind of rolled it all up as best I could. I stored it in the in the garage, and I was like, "Hey, you guys need toilet paper? Your friends toilet paper at the house. Go out and get it in the garage." So, Cap, you you went to three different parties, three? Yeah, but not in the same night, George. You know, my girlfriend. This is her favorite weekend of the entire year. Not Christmas, not New Year's, not Thanksgiving. Halloween is her favorite weekend of the year. So on Thursday night, she had me all dressed up like a pirate. I went to a party. Then on Friday night, she had me go to some masquerade ball, which was actually a lot of fun. And it didn't require too much dress up, just a suit and all black and then a mask. Kind of like Eyes Wide Shut. Anybody know that movie, Eyes Wide Shut? Like yes. I have this yeah. fantasy, like I'm going to pull in in a mask and then you we, know I can we, do whatever we, I want with yeah, whoever we, I want. We used to do a big bit about that here on the station many years ago, yes. I love Eyes Wide Shut. And then lastly, on Saturday night, we went to another party. Another Halloween party. And this time she dressed me up like, like I don't know, Robin Hood or something. That's the thing. You walk in to a Halloween party and you're in a costume and if it's not obvious like for example a friend of mine dressed as Ted Lasso it was a great costume it, yeah. he nailed Ted Lasso so I knew who he was but when I showed up he was like so who are you like Jon Snow and I'm like yeah okay I'm Jon Snow what do I got to do I got to walk into a party and explain my costume we're all in costumes what's it matter who I am I'm just dressed as something right I mean I guess but do you people want to know Hold oh, on. wait a second. I thought I was I thought I was going to get some support on this. Not the case. No, because yeah. everybody asked me what my costume was. And I was kind of annoyed the whole mm -hmm. night because I went to two parties in one night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who cares? But then I'm like, you know what? I get it. Everybody put thought into their costume and they want people to know. So they want to know what yours is. And I'm like, look, it's called I threw it together at the last minute and I look good. Yeah, mine is, look, I pulled this out of a plastic bag and put on what my girlfriend told me to put on. That's enough. No, let's I mean, that's what I mm -hmm. thought anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but three no. different parties. That's right. Three different parties. They're all on Instagram. You can check them out. You can judge for yourself which costume you like. Which most. costume uh, got more rave reviews for you? I feel like the pirate got a lot of reviews. Yeah. I do feel like the third night, which was supposed to be um, Robin Hood, I thought was a pretty solid looking costume, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah. So I'd say, the, I'd say the pirate probably got the most, most feedback, though. Now, Lauda, you went to two parties in the same night? Correct. On Saturday, I was wildin'. Okay. You were what? Wildin'. I was wildin'. Wildin'. Wildin', like wilding, but wildin'. Okay. Like wilding. Well, that's that's pretty lit. Wilding for you, I just Scott needed Kaplan. To, just needed to make sure I understood. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just mean, yeah. wanted, hey, Laura, I may take I may take that now and incorporate it into my daily oh, language. No. Oh, no. You see? Snap. Your why kids don't use that one? That's why I wanted some clarification around it, you know? I mean, yeah, your kids you wildin'. Don't use wildin'? He'll be like, I was wilding the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Say that to your kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. do us a favor. Tell your kids you were wilding out on the radio today. Yeah. I'm going to be like, it. kids, Saturday night, I was wilding.
Yeah. At a party. No, no, don't go wilding. Say wildin'. 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 Yeah. Wildin'. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you got to right. like under enunciate. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> but don't, don't you guys like, okay, so what happened with me was I was supposed to be at party number one for like mm-hmm. 30 minutes mm-hmm. because I'm like, we're in, we're out, and then we're really going to get to the second party, which is going to be lit. Mm-hmm. I got stuck at party number one because it was going crazy. And I'm like, oh, man, it's like almost so one. So party number one was lit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. number two was was probably lit because by the time I got there, they were lit. So and it was like 1231. I was like, ooh, y'all, y'all done. Y'all done. Or as Kaplan would say, it was gas. No, I would say it was fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah fire I would say that. it's fire. I thought yeah. he would say gas, too. Yeah. Yeah. I might have said dope AF, but I said I said fire. I, I was going to go with some <laughs> version of AF with you. Yes. Yes. Some version of AF. Um, you know, you guys were talking, though, about trick-or-treaters and a lack of trick-or-treaters. Yeah. So I don't know if I've ever told you guys this or not, but, um, you know, my girlfriend, Rachel, we go back a long time. Like, we've been dating two years, but we actually lived in the same neighborhood. This is one of these, like, you know, community post-marriage hookup type things. So. Oh. I lived in, in a house, you know, and she lived in a house down the street, literally like 10 houses apart from one another. But we never really knew each other when we were both married. She has boys. I have girls. When Halloween would come, my house back in the day was kind of the centerpiece of the neighborhood. That's kind of the party where it would start. And then, you know, where she lived 10 houses down, she actually went the opposite direction to a different part of the neighborhood. So last night I went back to her house and we said, let's walk around the neighborhood to see if they're still trick-or-treating because this was a great trick-or-treating neighborhood shockingly to what you guys are talking about there were a lot of kids out last night trick-or-treating and the 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 families had their things going on their driveway this one guy has a cotton candy machine and dude kids are out there getting cotton candy from this guy now the house i used to live in they were the kind of people that they just left stuff in front of the door and kids could come by and grab it at their leisure and we sat there and watched these kids legitimately empty out the entire bucket into their three bags and we thought, well, that was kind of rude. They just took every piece of candy that was there. And as soon as they left, the guy who owns the house now, he came out and refilled it. So that was kind of his strategy. Don't knock on my door. Take whatever you want. And when it's empty, I'll come out and I'll restock. But right. I thought there were a lot of trick-or-treaters out last night, at least in this yeah, neighborhood. Not in my neighborhood. It was two sets of kids. That's it. Like, just came by. I was stunned that that was the case. Now, Jerome and Whittier is on hold, and he said uh, some houses in his neighborhood had shots to give away for the parents. That's actually a public service, I would say, right there, Jerome. Oh, yes, it was. Dude, and they had the fine stuff, too, like Jameson and Patron. I was like, no way. And they had, they just had a lot of stuff. They had stuff for the kids and stuff for us. I was very excited. I just moved to Whittier, and I didn't even know that was really a thing. Wow. I, I like that. Maybe I should move to Whittier and give me shots on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. I kind of like I do that. like that yeah, when like neighborhoods the whole do block. that. Everybody was just lined up, and they had little bar sections for the adults, and they had little kid sections. So by the time I got through the block, I was like, okay, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whittier right. knows what's up. Hey, he kids, I'll be over at this house over here. I'll be over trick-or-treating at these guys' house. You guys walk around the neighborhood. I'll be right over here if you need me. And there was a lot of kids around Whittier. I love it. Okay, That's cool. fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm All curious right, to see. Thank you, Jerome. Appreciate it. I'm curious. If, hit us up, 877-710-ESPN, because um, Jorge Briones on the Mason Ireland show, I saw him tweet that nobody came, right, to his house. Yeah, I saw that also. I know. And he had the good Mexican candy, he said. Yeah, he's, now he's got a lot of it for himself. Now, this whole thing about we had a difference of philosophy last week about giving away full-size candy bars versus little bite-size candy bars. George, you said you give away the big ones, right? I had a, a combination of the big and the small ones, yes. Okay. Um, how did you, because we talked about this last week, did you buy the big ones in bulk or did you literally buy them individually? 
No, I bought them in bulk at Costco. That's really, I'll tell you right now, let me, let me say this. That's commitment. That is really commitment to what Chris called in the open the holiday weekend, yeah. that you went to Costco to get full-size candy Well, I mean, I didn't go to Costco just specifically for that. I go to, you know, we go to Costco to get, I don't know, toilet paper and paper towel and things in bulk. Like, my kids love Nutella. We get those industrial-sized oh Nutella for the kids love and Nutella. stuff like that. Oh, Cam. my God, that's so good. Love yeah. Nutella. Costco yes. is the club for yeah. adults. So yeah. we just go because we're like, ooh, <laughs> they the have this. It is. So, like, it's funny. Yeah. when I, I have friends who go to who have been, gone to school in, like, little college towns, right? And Walmart is, like, the place late at night during the week. You know what I mean? Like, where you'll see everybody there. And people, get, they're having drinks. They're a little loaded going shopping. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, this is what happens. You go, mm-hmm. you know, to the – either – well, when you're an adult, you kind of get, you know, let's face it. You're not as cool as you once were. You're a little more lame, so you got to take advantage of the situation. As to Laura's point, Costco becomes a little more of an adventure. Mm-hmm. And and then same thing as if you live in some little dinky little college town, right? Like it just that's the reality of Walmart the situation. becomes the club. At, at least during the week, sure. Yeah. It's pretty sad. I'll tell you this: I haven't been to Costco. I haven't been inside, but I stop in for gas. You guys know how crazy gas has gone. Well, how crazy? Mm-hmm. It's finally gotten to Costco now. Um, I don't know where everybody is. Everybody who's listening this afternoon, all throughout. L.A., Orange County, Southern California. But I paid four twenty. I no. thought that was kind of a cool number. Four twenty for gas at Costco, and I was like, okay, that's up from like three eighty nine a week ago. Oh my god, no! Tell me. I I went on Saturday and it was three eighty nine. Ooh, three eighty nine. Yeah, three eighty nine, three ninety. See, I feel like I was winning at that point. Right Ooh. now, I felt like I'm losing. I'm like, wait, Costco's gotten to four twenty now. Oh, I'm not driving to my Costco if it's four twenty. I'll just right. go four twenty five. It's nope. I'm good. Yeah, I was surprised. I was very surprised. I've seen places by the airport um, out here in the South Bay that are five bucks and change. Dude, by LAX yesterday, it was almost six dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, what the hell? And then that like the cheapy one was almost six, but the more expensive one was over six dollars. Yeah, I've seen five and change. I've seen five fifteen. That's as close as I've gotten. I mean, granted, you know, I was driving around like you know PCH near the near the airport, but Mm -hmm. um, it's bad. Like right now, there, there's no doubt. I, I, I mean, listen, you could search out cheap gas, but Costco's the place. But it's why there's such a damn line every time you go to Costco now because everybody's doing the same thing, mm-hmm. trying to get gas. Yeah. So, not the kind of gas you were referring to earlier, though, Kaplan. Different. Kind no, of gas. no, no, different, different kind of gas, different kind of fire, yeah. different kind of lit, yeah. you know, and different kind of uh, what, uh, what, what was the word you used earlier, Laura? That I want to write Wilding. down. Wilding. Wilding. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little di- yeah. Right, a little different. Wilding. Wilding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, listen, coming up next, now that we've gotten Halloween out of the way here, and, and look, I'd love to hear about from parents about like how you manage Halloween. Do you take your kids out? Are you doing the trunk or treat? Are you doing parties with the kids? Whatever it is, hit us up, 877-710-ESPN. We will get into this Von Miller trade. It's a big deal. We'll tell you why on the other side. And how I think the Rams, for all the criticism they get um, from the national media, why they're doing this the right way. We'll explain that in a second. Uh, also, Million Dollar Monday today. We are giving you a chance to win a million dollars. The only station, 710 ESPN, giving you a chance to win a million dollars. Not a national contest. It's us, literally. So make sure you're listening to the show closely today because around 545, we're going to ask you a show-related trivia question. The first person to answer correctly wins tickets to the Rams-Titans game uh, this Sunday at SoFi Stadium, plus your shot at a million dollars. It's very simple. If you're the person that wins and gets the ticket, then – or the tickets, then – We're going to ask you for a Super Bowl prediction, the two teams and the score. And then in February, if you're one of those people and you get the score and the two teams right, we're going to literally give you a million dollars. Like, that's not even a joke. So you should be listening every Monday, 
all day during the show, and then at 5.45 particularly, so you can try to answer the damn trivia question. All right, so that's that. Stick around for that. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. A little Maluma for you on a Monday. Maluma Monday. You like Maluma? I love Yeah. Ever. I figure you're, you're a fan. Cap, you know Maluma? No, I don't. Yeah. He's popular. Hmm. He's from Colombia. If you go to one of his shows, would you say that that is wilding? Because that's like my new word. Anybody who's just getting with it's us. Wiling. Just it's wiling. Yeah. Laura, you're breaking up there when you talk on your mic. What's going yeah, on what's there? What's going on with your mic, Laura? So it's not wilding. It's wiling. It's Wylin. Yes, like Marcella's Wiley. Yeah. Wylin. As we discussed, it's Wilden, but you do you under enunciate. It's like a. You're right. You just uh, you take. You, it's a silent slang. D. Yeah. Okay. Let's call and, it a silent D. Okay, and then and so if you're going out to a hopefully party, hopefully Rachel doesn't believe you have a silent D. <laughs> well said, George. Very yes. well said. Yes. Thank goodness I get all these testosterone treatments. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Um, wow. So if you go to a party and it's really lit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is it still go- breaking? Uh, no, you're better now. Laura. Okay. You're better. So um, so if you go to a party, though, and it's really lit, or you go to the club, you know, like my favorite club, Costco, if you go to the club, yo, it'd be wildin', yo. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm using the, the word correctly. I've added it to my vocabulary. Fire, lit, gas, uh, dope, and now I'm adding wildin'. Wildin'. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about this one. I'm going to really Excellent. overuse it. I'm going to overuse it so quickly oh, that snap. the whole world yeah, yeah, doesn't well, want to use know. it ever yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, we know. Absolutely. By the <laughs> way, um, you know what's, who's wiling? The Rams are wiling out right now. Getting Von Miller for a second and a third. They want to have a draft pick for like the next 20 years, but it's fine. I don't care. I'm good with that. What do you think? I am too. I'm going to tell you something. The, the traditional football mentality, NFL mentality, is – you draft a star, potentially, you hope, in the first round. Maybe you draft another possible starting-type player in the second round. In the third round, you're hoping you're going to get a guy who's going to help your team. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, maybe you're going to get a special teams guy here there. Maybe you find, you know, uh, maybe you find a gem somewhere along the way. The Rams, George, and it's pretty obvious to see, have a completely unique, and I say unique because I can't think of any other team in the NFL that believes this way, philosophically the rams do not believe in the draft they just don't no 
Why would I go draft a player in the first round who I don't know for sure? Now, I project, but I don't know for sure. I've seen the college career, but I don't know for sure. So why am I going to go give a kid a bunch of money in the first round, then give another guy a bunch of money in the second round, have to pay a guy in the third round, et cetera, et cetera? Why would I do that when I can get free agents and make trades with veteran players who are ready to win now? They are the only team that I can think of in the entire NFL that currently has or has had this philosophy of forget the NFL draft. And I got to say, I love it. Uh, listen, I'm with you, too. Um, I also think they have – once they traded for Matthew Stafford, there was a specific window here. He's 32 years old, so what do you think you get out of him? Five years, probably, maybe a little more? You know, I mean, quarterbacks are playing old. Uh, you know, a little older these, year, these days. But, like, generally you have five probably good years left for sure with him. So you might as well take advantage of that window. And Von Miller's 32 years old. He's coming off a little bit of an ankle injury, but whatever. Like, he's still really damn good. He had four sacks in the first three games of the season, and he's only had a half in the next five. But, again, he's been dealing with an ankle injury. But we, we all know how good he is. He's one of the best players in the sport. He is, and he has been. Um, I will say this. You know, I, I called a buddy of mine today in Denver and said, give me a give me a this year scouting report on Vaughn Miller. And he said he got off to an incredibly hot start. But let's remember – that the Broncos started the season 3-0 and against three teams that ultimately were 0-9 through yeah. three weeks. Yeah. So he got off to a good start against bad teams, and he's been quiet ever since. And part of it could be this ankle injury, to your point. Um, and the other part of it is who knows when a guy just shuts off emotionally because you're in the last year of a contract and you're not going to re-sign with the team and you're trying to figure out what's next for you. I'm not saying that's absolutely what happened with Vaughn Miller. I'm just saying that we, I don't know if we're getting the Vaughn Miller that was the most dominant player on defense in the league three, four years ago versus are we getting an old beaten up version of Vaughn Miller? But even if you do, George, the, the, the way the Rams have structured this, they're barely paying him anything. He's making $9.7 million this year, and the Broncos are picking up nine of the 9.7. So you're barely paying him. You, the, the risk reward is very high. Very high reward, potentially very low risk doesn't cost you a lot of money, and all you've done is given up a second or third round draft choice in next year's draft, which that can't help you today. Right. I think ultimately it comes down to this. When the Lakers are, are a championship contender, as they are, as the Dodgers are every year a championship contender, even though they didn't make it to the World Series this year, the pressure on the Rams is we're trying to compete or, or be elevated to the level of it's a, it's a Laker-Dodger-Ram town. That's what they want to be. So I applaud them for going for it. The Super Bowl's in SoFi Stadium. The Rams want to be in that Super Bowl, in their stadium. And they're not worried about three or four or five years from now with a second and a third round pick in May of, of 2022. They're trying to win the Super Bowl this year. I applaud that. Listen, man. Let me explain something. Yeah, think about that. Was that was a very bit. dramatic pause. Very dramatic. Let me explain something to you. Go ahead. You know what the Rams have understood pretty much since the day they got back here? They've understood that in this town, okay, granted the one year with Jeff Fisher, but even then you can make the case that they drafted the number one pick in the draft in Jared Goff, right? They understand you have to make a splash. 
They understand not only do you have to make a splash, but you have to win with those splashes. And not only do you have to win, Scott Kaplan, but you have to win at the highest levels. And now they got close. They scratched the surface of that highest level. They climbed and clawed their way to the top, and then they faced the evil overlord in Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and lost. And they've been trying to climb back up that mountain. And you know how they have decided to do it? With that philosophy I just gave you. It's the philosophy that wins here in Los Angeles. Stars win. Stars attract. But winning also attracts. And you got to find a way to make it all work. If you look at all the professional sports teams in this town, okay, that have had some modicum of success, I mean, even down from... Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, MLS, okay? The LAFC, LA Galaxy, they've had stars. And they win, right? Maybe they haven't won the championship, but they win. But to to get to the mountaintop or to at least be in the conversation in this town with this kind of history, in a town like this where beyond sports there's even more options for your dollar, your entertainment dollar, you have to do it a certain way. And they have grasped that concept since day one, and I this agree. is another example of that. I agree. They understand show business. They understand stars, to your point. They understand winning is, is paramount to all of this. But what's really interesting is how many executives and coaches around the NFL don't think enough like the Rams are thinking. And again, I'm going to say it like this. I can't think of any other franchise in the NFL that philosophically doesn't think that the draft is important. It's almost as if everybody on the Rams staff goes, hey, look, you know, I'd actually like to have a decent offseason, if you don't mind. So if we could just blow off the draft and scouting every all these kids, let's do that. Well, it's an NBA philosophy, right? The Lakers have done it, you know? Um, I mean, that's, I mean, not to say that they don't value the draft, but you know, the Lakers have taken an approach with LeBron. They're like, this is a, there's a window, you know, if we have a draft pick, we'll use it. But if not, we're going to use that capital for something that's going to help us win now. I think that's a really, really good comparison that the Rams look at the Lakers and they say, listen, they went out and got Carmelo Anthony and they got Dwight Howard and they got Russell Westbrook and they got all these guys because their goal is to win this year. They didn't draft a guy and go, hey, two, three years from now, he'll be the centerpiece and we'll start to win when this guy is really getting good. They're ready to win now. The Rams realize where they are in the seating in the AFC through eight weeks. And with nine weeks to go in the season, nine games left to go in the season, adding help on their defensive line that creates pass pass rush pressure on an opposing offense is critical. Because here's the thing, George. The okay, Rams. tell me the thing on the other side. I Can will tell that? you the thing. The thing. Give me, the here's thing. the thing is a hell of a tease. You're going to tell me that on the other side. Um, plus, we're going to get into the Lakers, the aforementioned Lakers, because something big happened yesterday. Even though it was a game against Houston, it was a big thing, and I'll tell you that in a second. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> that's truth. I mean, he's not wrong. That's you know clean I mean? truth. But that's fine. That's how you're living a happy life, is it not? Well, it's why I'm not married anymore. You know, I was, I was in a 17-year marriage, and if I would have learned back then, just do what you're told, I'd probably still be married. Now I get a second shot here at the game of love, George Sedano. Hasn't anyone ever told you happy wife, happy life? Yes, I've heard this before. I'm familiar with the phraseology. Okay, so don't say you didn't know. Yeah, it's not that Damn. I didn't know. It's just that I wasn't able to, to, to really, I wasn't able to do that then. You didn't you know? want to do it for the right person. That's what I tell people. People will do things for who they want. So you didn't want to do it with that person because you didn't care to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's, there, it's just a couple of complications along the way, Laura, but I like the way you've simplified it. I do. <laughs> I, I mean, do. right, I'm simplifying it, but that's, it's like when people are like, I don't have time. No, you don't want to make time. You make time for people that you want to make time for. Right. It so, always bothers me when people go, I don't have time to work out. I'm like, no, you do have time okay, to work out. Okay, we're not talking about the working out part. <laughs> oh, that. No, I don't have time for it. Right. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that working out stuff. Uh, by the way, does everybody here, since I'm always the person that gets asked about, do I know this hip-hop artist? Do I know, does everybody here know Suspicious Minds? Because it's really one of the all-time of great, oh, you've heard of it. Never heard of it. Never Who's heard of again? it. This guy named Elvis, you ever hear Never of him? Never heard of him. Gotcha. Okay. Is he lit? No, he's dope. AF, he's no, dope. he's dope AF. He's not okay. lit AF, he's dope AF. And that's I'll one of the all-time great songs for karaoke, Suspicious Minds. That brings the house down, just so you guys know. Suspicious Minds, good karaoke tune. So next Mental time you're doing karaoke. Uh, I believe that might have been, wasn't it like his last number one hit or something like that? That part I don't know. Lindsay, do you know that? Uh, I'm not familiar with Elvis. so <laughs> Yeah, you know, she just told you that she wasn't. <laughs> well, I was just I'm asking it back you on. because oh. you're the Elvis aficionado. No, here, I'm not an Elvis aficionado. I'm just, I just happen to know that that song, Suspicious Minds, will bring down the house he when I perform it. He just wanted to feel cool. It's a good song, it. but it, you know, Elvis is a little before my time. You know? A lot before my time, too. You know what's yeah. funny is people are genuinely going to call and tweet at me and be like, what? You don't know who Elvis is? I mean, whatever. Like, you know who he is. You mm. just don't know his songs. No, like, I, I really do. I, I mean, I know all the Elvis songs. Who doesn't? My, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Elvis singing Blue Christmas. Aw. Right. But, like, I mean, you know, Suspicious Minds, like, I know that song, but you could probably play an Elvis song. I'll know it's Elvis by the voice. I don't, yeah. I may not know the name of the song. And you say it's mm-hmm. Blue Christmas that he's singing about, not a White Christmas. No, it's Blue Christmas. Okay. You never heard that one? Just doesn't... Uh, can you sing me a couple of bars? No. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, you can. Don't be bashful. Nope. You can sing them. There we go. I got you. Nice. Yeah. Because it's like a blues song. Very nice. That's probably my favorite Christmas song. I mean, he's got a very distinguishable voice, so I mean, you, know, you can kind of figure it out. So. Uh, all right, well, great song. shout out to the king. Uh, right speaking on. of the king, 
yeah. LeBron and the uh, and company, uh, they've gotten those get right games back. And the, I think the biggest thing that came out now, I know you're going to sit here and say, well, what the hell are you guys going to talk about? Of course, they beat Cleveland, and although they almost lost to Cleveland, the the reality is you're supposed to beat Cleveland. You're supposed to beat uh, the Cavaliers. I get all that. This portion of the show, by the way, is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. But the thing that's significant, it's not about who they played, Cap, although this is these are the games, as we talked about, that they need to win. The biggest thing that came out of this weekend was Anthony Davis has finally moved to center, and the conversations I've had yesterday via text say that this is the legit thing. Like, it is going to be a thing. He has finally committed to playing center, which, let's face it, will do wonders for the Lakers, whose defense, granted only five games, was ranked 27th prior to. So... Do you think that this is a situation where Frank Vogel has to call Anthony Davis into his office and say, hey, A.D., how you doing, man? How you feeling? You doing good? Yeah, all right, good, man. You're playing some decent ball. You're feeling comfortable. Body's feeling – okay, great. Listen, man, I want to throw an idea at you. Um, would you like to win a championship this year? Well, yeah, coach. Of course I want to win a championship this year. Will you do whatever it takes for the team to win a championship? Yeah, coach, of course. I'll do anything you need me to do because I want to win a championship. Okay. Would you be okay? Would you be willing? I know it's a lot to ask, but would you consider playing center for us? I mean, George, I'm asking it like that. Do you, do you think that they had to like, like sit there and, and, and kind of walk on eggshells around him to ask him to play the position he really is supposed to play? I don't think they walked on eggshells per se. I think that they, you know... They, they've had to ease him into it because it, I've told you this. It is, going back to his days in New Orleans, it's just not something he prefers to do because, for whatever psychological reasons, he believes that that is not the position he needs to play. Now, it's taken some massaging. Perhaps, um, I, I would imagine it's a, it's a, it's not just a Frank Vogel thing. I would imagine it's a Frank Vogel thing. It's a LeBron thing. It's a team thing. It's a Rob Palinka thing. It's an agent thing. And they're all just kind of in the room like, hey, this is what's best. We got to win a championship. So you're, you're kind of half right. But I, I, if I had to guess, it is a collaboration. Yeah, I mean, because listen, um, it should be very obvious to Anthony Davis, as it is to someone like myself, that he belongs – at the yes. center position yes. on both ends of the floor. Yes. I mean, when you throw the ball into him on the offensive end, he's planning on dunking on your head. Mm -hmm. When he's in the paint on the defensive end, he's attempting to, and oftentimes will, block your shot or make you take another kind of shot. Yes. So it, it makes complete sense. I get it. I've heard the stories. He was a point guard in high school. He grew a lot. He wants to play point guard in a center's body. Nonsense. This is about winning a championship. So you got to do whatever it is you got to do to help the team. And if, and if it means that he changes his mindset from, I really want to play this, but I'm really built for this, well, play the position that we need you to play for now. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, and I think he's there. And remember last year before he got hurt, he was playing center about 60% of the time, which is the most he had ever played. He just wasn't starting there. He was finishing games there, but basically the conversation, if I had to guess, and again, I'm not privy to these conversations, but you know, I can deduce based on just being around the game, being around some of the people that he's around that they just were like, Hey, Anthony, you're, you're kind of playing there a lot anyway, most of the time anyway. So what's the big deal? You know what I mean? 
And, I do. It, I, and, I, and it probably came down to something similar to that. Yeah. And, and that's I, it. And then they're in. And now he's in. And now this will change the fortune of the Lakers because not only is he at center, but now they have a more defensive-minded team out there with him, Avery Bradley, Ken Bazemore starting, right, with LeBron and Russ. So now all of a sudden that starting unit is starting to take shape. You know, Bazemore can stretch the floor. Avery Bradley can stretch the floor. LeBron can stretch the floor. I mean, AD sort of not really great, but can stretch the floor. Certainly for a big man stretches the floor good. And, you know, Russ will have room to attack. So, you know, between that and LeBron allowing him room to attack uh, and having Russ initiate some offense, there have been some changes here over the last couple days that I've liked from the Lakers. Well, I'm really glad we're talking about these changes as positives because after what happened last week and what we were talking about with Russ being insulted by what Oklahoma City did by stealing that pass in the last second and dunking the ball and all the drama that came after that, remember on Friday where we were just as we were getting ready to go off the air on Friday and I was saying to you, LeBron must play against Cleveland. And I didn't mean it as in if he was badly hurt, he must play. I meant it as in there was the symbolism that we talked about last Friday. This Friday of last week when they played against Cleveland, it was 18 years to the day since LeBron entered the league for Cleveland. So I thought there was some symbolism of his team, his original team, his hometown team, a team he delivered a championship for, is coming to his new team. He got to play. Well, he did play. And he played well. And they won, and then they went out last night on a Sunday night, which, by the way, going into the fourth quarter with a 21-point lead, I was like, that's it. I'm tapping out. I'm done. This game has become boring to me. It was almost as boring as what I watched earlier in the day with the Rams and the Texans. George, it was 38 to nothing when I turned off the Rams-Texans game. I I'd had enough at that point. 38 nothing. I felt like yeah, it was Rams are going to win this game. I, th I think I can go now. Man, that was boring, wasn't it? It was boring. Um, the Lakers game wasn't. Uh, it was. It was about. It was. See, the Lakers game on the other side, though. At the at the end of the night, was teetering on. It was going to get boring when the Lakers were up like twenty one or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they let the Rockets back in in the third quarter, and it kept me. You know, they were within striking distance enough where I was like, eh. I mean, they ended up blowing them out, but it, it kept me in, engaged. Where it didn't happen, right? By the time the the Rams were up thirty something points, I was like, ah, whatever. Like when I just Ra stopped paying attention to the game when the Rams were up thirty eight to nothing. At the same time, the Eagles were up 38 to nothing over the Detroit Lions, and I was trying to decide for myself, who's actually worse, Houston or Detroit? Both teams oh, right now easy. down 38. It's the Texans. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's, it's easy. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of worse, okay, the Chargers have been a lot worse the last two weeks, and I feel like you are locked and loaded to have that conversation. <laughs> Let's do that on the other side. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Go ahead, Cap. Do your thing. Do the thing you want to do. Turn it up. Let me make sure I feel it. Here I come. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Such a weirdo. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So stupid. 
but I need Drake to work with me a little bit. I want Drake to actually look at me and go, Cap, right there. Uh, right there. Yeah. I mean, I need, I need Drake to kind of work with me a little bit here. Bro, you know? he would laugh you off. I don't think so. You know, he's my half a Hebrew brother, you know. He is half Hebrew. That is. is true. He is half Jewish. Yes, he is your half a Hebrew brother. There's no doubt. Um, so maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he'd work with you. Maybe if I wore the Drake from State Farm golf shirt. Yeah, perhaps. Just no. be standing no. on the side of the be stage. Jimmy. Like, be Jimmy? I don't think he gets that reference. <laughs> I mean, I no. know he doesn't get that reference. No, he definitely doesn't get that reference. No, I didn't. You've never seen the show Degrassi, have you? The show Degrassi? Yeah. No. That was okay. the show he that's, was on. That's where he, that's where he got when his he was break. a kid. Yes. No. He was no. Jimmy. Look it up, Cap. Jimmy <laughs> Brooks was his name. <laughs> exactly. Yes. No, no, but Cap, there was no way Cap would know that. Come what on. years was Degrassi, you guys think? I mean, I mean it was late 90s, like, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah there's like no chance. 99 to 05, nah, something like that. I got, no, nah, that's not. Yeah, that's, he was no. young, young, like in that. Yeah. I mean, it's true because, I mean, I get it that it's out of Cap's, you know, age range, but that's such a thing now. I have a friend who dressed up as Jimmy. Nobody knew who he was. We're like, dude, who are you? He's like, I'm Drake. I think that Cap, not even Cap's kids, I don't think. I think yeah, even no. they're too young to like be familiar with Degrassi. Degrassi, huh? Mm-hmm. Is it on Netflix? Can I go back and watch it? Yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah, yeah. actually. I, yeah, I'm pretty services. sure, yeah, actually. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm almost done with Ted Lasso, you know. You still haven't done that, dude? <laughs> haven't What's had a chance to finish it. I watched the Rams yesterday. I watched the Lakers last night. Yeah. I spent a whole afternoon with Scott Hansen watching the Red Zone. Yeah. You did, know? You, did you cook for your pets? Because it is National Cook for Your Pets Day. No. No. Hold I on did. a second. Yeah. I know Lindsay cooks for her pets or has cooked for pets. Laura, you also cook for your pets? Sometimes. My dog, she's like what? three pounds and... She's been a little fuzzy lately, so today I was like, you know what, class let out early, and I saw that it was National Cook for Your Pet Day, so you know what, she got my leftovers. I cooked, oh, and oh, she ate. Okay, listen. <laughs> I mean, that, well, that's a little different, but like, my sister and my brother-in-law have a black lab. He's a year old. They, mm-hmm. they rescued him when he was a puppy, and they, they were, you know, they were giving him dog food, nutrients, stuff, because he was very, he was emaciated when they first got him, and then, you know, now he's like a big, healthy dog. Um... But they cook for him, like legitimately, like ground beef and oh, stuff. Yeah. It's a I'm thing. Like, I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper, too, sometimes. Like, my friend has a Frenchie and has a lot of allergies. So they have to do the nat, like the uh, fresh food. And it's a lot of it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I'm not doing yeah. all. I mean, I love my dog, but girl, you ain't getting all that. But today no. I cooked and she got my leftovers. Listen. I have a cousin of mine who cooks for his dog. He has a Frenchie and he cooks for this dog. And I'm, I'm saying every meal. There is no dog food in the house. Now, my cousin's weird. He's 50 years old. He's never been married. He shaves his arms and his chest and he exfoliates his body in 47 minutes every single day of his life. So he's a strange dude. But he cooks like steaks and pork chops and like real human meals for his dog. And when we were kids, he had this philosophy that if I shower every day, then my car should be washed and waxed every day. I'm not joking. This kid washed and waxed his car every day. You weren't allowed to get into the car. You had to take your shoes off to get into the car. He's a very strange dude, my cousin. But he cooks legit meals every day for this dog. I think that's a bit much. But I will say, so... My dog. I don't cook for my my dog now, but my my last dog, Sam, he was diabetic and he had Cushing's disease. He had all these health problems. He had to get like insulin twice a day. He, I started cooking his food, and it got to the point where he had such a limited diet that that's all I could give him. That's all I could cook for him. And 
just so you know, at the end of the day, if you cook food for your dog instead of giving like the cheap, crappy pet store food. But you can buy like good pet store dog food. Well, like, the problem is cheaper? I won't get too much into it, but pet food is not regulated. So there's all kinds of weird stuff going on with pet food. But anyway, if you cooked food for your pet or if you're one of those people who wants to do like the raw diet, which I give my dog a raw diet, but it's it's a bit much. Um, but they're going to live longer lives and they're going to you're going to end up saving money in the end if you do that. Wow. Well, this is good advice. Money on like vet bills and all that stuff. Hmm. I don't know, man. I gave my dog. I had a dachshund for years, and we gave him Royal Cannon. Doc, that is, they have like specific breed type of food, and they have the dachshund food. And that dog, man, he lived a long ass time, and we never had any vet issues with him. Um, you know, we. I don't know. I, I think I think that stuff is also partially on genetics of the dogs, which we don't know about. Less about. I'm not saying the food isn't part of it. Like anything, food is part of your. You know, your diet is going to keep you healthy, but. Um, I think the genetics of dogs specifically are, are a big issue. But yeah, nonetheless. I feel like I spend a lot of money on dog food. I, I buy some brand called Stella and Chewy's. Anybody ever hear yeah, of this? Yeah, that's, like that's what I feed my dog. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's drying, but but like I, I will turn on a little bit of hot water, and then I'll throw the dog food in there, and then I get the water, and then it makes it a little bit of chewy stuff. And um, is that cooking? Is is running hot no. water over? It's no, freeze no, dried. It's freeze dried oh. food, but that yeah. that's very good yeah. food for your dog. Uh, Brionis, uh, Jorge Brionis from the Mason Ireland show has checked in. I, I would imagine this is about Laura. It says Bougie Latina cooking her pet. WTF? Mirala esta. Laugh out loud. First of all, I said I cook for myself, and she got the leftovers. So if he didn't hear that part, that's on him. Clean your ears, boy. Ooh, right. clean your uh, ears, boy. Right. What's up, foo? Cap. Yeah. Um, before we get to the Chargers, because yeah. I'm sure you're locked and loaded for that, you did have something two segments ago that you wanted to say about the Rams. Well, Sorry here, about that. We no, forgot. it's okay. I, here's yeah. here's the thing about yes. the Rams yes. and this move today to Von acquire Miller. Vaughn Miller. Here's yeah. the thing. When you look at the Rams' schedule, okay, the Rams have played in the last three weeks the very bad Giants, who we'll see tonight on Monday Night Football, the very bad Lions, who, credit to them, put up a fight, and the absolute pathetic Houston Texans. It's like a preseason in the middle of the season, right? Now, coming up this week, the Rams will play the Titans, but the Titans will not have Derrick Henry because the best, most physical running back in the entire NFL is now gone for the remainder of the season with an injury. So now they won't play against the high-powered Titans. They'll play against the Henryless Titans. Mm -hmm. Then the following week, they go to play the 49ers. 49ers aren't a real contender this year. They're garbage. It's not until the following week, George, they play the Packers. Then they get another preseason game against the Jaguars. Then they play at the Cardinals. Seahawks aren't what they used to be. What I'm getting at is this. There are three hard games left on the schedule. There are the Packers, there are the Cardinals, and there are the Ravens. Three tough games remaining on the Rams' schedule. The Packers, Cardinals, Rams, and Cowboys are all at the top of their divisions. And they're the top four seeds in the NFC. So ultimately, here's what I'm yapping about. The move for Vaughn Miller is about looking at the rest of the schedule and saying, we could have home field advantage throughout the playoffs here at SoFi Stadium. What else do we need? We need a pass rusher. Get him, because we want to win, and we want to be in the Super Bowl in our stadium this year. The schedule is insanely easy all the way home with three games. Brilliant move. Brilliant move by the Rams. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, I Again, it's smart, man. Like, this team needs to load up. 
They need to try to win a Super Bowl, okay? Like, that's the reality of this. And in this town, if you're not doing that or at least not trying, you're not grabbing anybody's attention. They understand that. And they also just want to win because that's the goal of the damn sport, right, or the business. Um, so I, I love all of that. All right, listen, let's, let's save the Chargers for a full segment because I feel like you have so much to say about the Chargers losing two in a row that it deserves its own segment, okay? <laughs> uh, and we will also get into – um, the rumors surrounding the USC coaching search, which have started to ramp up again, and how UCLA football fans have lost their damn minds. All that coming up in just a moment. Stick around, plus what you need to know. We're back in a couple minutes here on 710 ESPN.